To live is Christ, to die is gain. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It is Friday, and we look back and rejoice in the way that we have seen God's hand at work this week, leading, guiding, protecting, and we celebrate the upcoming weekend, (laughs) some rest and some playtime and uh, time to catch up on all of the details that often get put to the side during the week. And so uh, happy weekend. And as we prepare to end our week of studying together, we are in Philippians chapter one. Today, we're going to be looking at verses 19 through 26. And uh, before we get into the word, let's uh, just give the father thanks for Uh, this week. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you so much. Another week is is done, and um, once again, you've been faithful. Lord, we ask that you would faithfully lead and guide us through your word today once again as we study together. Uh, We're grateful for the opportunity to pause and pray and listen and wait. Uh, We want to hear what you have to say. So tune us in, O God, to the sound of your voice. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your word and its instruction, and we pray that you would continue to grow us through it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's Philippians 1, 19 through 26. Yes, I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage So that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. So this morning we encounter Paul uh, from his prison cell writing to his beloved friends in Philippi, and he's reflecting on his imprisonment, and he's reflecting on what it means, and he's reflecting on the hope of his heart. Um, that this situation, this circumstance that he finds himself in would have kingdom impact, would have gospel-oriented impact. And he's framing the entire experience in the context of God's bigger plan and what God wants to do in and through this experience of imprisonment. Paul knows he's being imprisoned on the basis of his testimony and witness for Christ, um, he is a religious prisoner, <laughs> and he is a threat to the state in the same way that Jesus is a threat to the state. Jesus does not support and prop the status quo. The gospel message often goes against the grain of the political uh, um, uh, river <laughs> that we find ourselves in. In the current context, the political river is one of divisiveness of uh, shrinking vision of our role on the global scene, tribalism, 
shrinking our view of the world rather than having an expanded view of the world and of God's love for everyone. And so we live in a country that seems to be isolating itself from the world more and more and making divisive decisions about um, uh, things that relate to the global scene rather than having a vision uh, for our role in the world as a country. And, uh, and these days, uh, as now, I think the gospel confronts the political realities on the ground wherever it is that you're living. In the face of our current political environment here in the United States, I think the gospel has something to say. The gospel has something to say about caring for migrants. The gospel has something to say about uh, caring for the broken and the lost, uh, for those who are um, burdened by the weight of um, high medical expenses and all of the things that uh, burden people these days. The gospel has something to say about bringing relief to those who are burdened by uh, the things of this life. And yet our politics <laughs> uh, betray uh, values that don't uh, that are not congruent with the message of the gospel. And that's always been the case. The political prevailing political values of the day uh, are often incongruent with the message and mission of the gospel. And so Paul is a political prisoner at a time when the gospel threatened the political status quo, uh, threatened the religious status quo. And as he speaks today, he celebrates the fact that he's been imprisoned and that the gospel is going forth in that place. And Paul is uncertain whether this journey will lead to his continuing on in the flesh or whether uh, the punishment will lead to the end of his life here. And as he reflects on what he's facing, uh, he wrestles <laughs> in his own spirit with whether or not he's ready for uh, that moment when the Lord calls him home or whether he is intent on staying here on the ground to fight the good fight. And we see that wrestling match as Paul uh, speaks these words today. He says, um, I'm wrestling here. I eagerly expect and hope that and I will in no way be ashamed, but I will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. So whether I continue on in this life, if I continue to live in this life, it is my great hope that Christ would be exalted in my, the living of my days. Um, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I go on living in the body, that just means more fruitful work for the kingdom. Uh, what a great perspective. Do we have that perspective today that... The, the life that we are gifted with today, uh, do we have that same uh, eternal perspective on our lives being used by God for the purpose of his kingdom? Do we see that we have fruitful labor in Christ in front of us today? Um, he says, I'm torn between the two, though, between this life and the next. Um, he says, uh, I desire to depart to be with Christ, which is better by far, but it's more necessary for you, my friends that I stay here in the body, um, that, that you need the leadership I have to provide. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue on with you uh, for your progress and joy in the faith. I love the other-centeredness of Paul's 
um, message here. He's wrestling with the reality that he might very well go to be with the Lord, or he might have the option of staying here and continuing on in his work for the gospel. And he sees that it's best that he stays and uh, that he continue on in ministry with the Philippian believers and all of the other churches that he's planted uh, for the benefit of their ongoing progress and joy in the faith. He's other-centered. He's putting aside his own wants and needs and thinking of others. And that's such an important thing for us to do as well. It's at the heart of effective ministry is our ability to put ourselves aside and to say, Lord, your kingdom and your will and your purposes first ahead of mine and I will, and I will willingly lay down my rights, and willingly lay down my will, and my purposes, and my plans for the sake of yours, um, so that, uh, as Paul says, through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. <laughs> Everything that brings Jesus the most glory, the most fame, the most renown, the most attention, whatever brings him that. Uh, brings the potential that others will see Jesus for who he is and embrace a walk with him. All right, my friends, what a great beginning to the book of Philippians this week in our studies together. And I pray that you'll continue to be blessed and challenged and encouraged by these words as you consider them in your hearts today. God bless.